0: Welcome to Thriving Through Menopause. I'm Clarissa Christensen, and in this podcast, we know that menopause and midlife aren't all fun and games. But this is the podcast where I and my guests guide you and support you. Lots of our issues arise at this time of life because they're subjects that we want to brush under the carpet. Bringing these conversations into the light. We can help you prepare for midlife and menopause changes. Get supported with symptoms as they arise, with life issues in our relationships, with our kids, our finances, our careers. Prepare to join us every single week and we are looking forward to thriving through menopause and getting you set up and ready to make the most of the next chapter of your life. Well, welcome to another episode of Thriving Through Menopause. And today I have a wonderful guest who's joining me from Sweden. So we're both in Sweden. That's quite unusual. And we're going to be talking about a holistic approach to menopause, which is very close to my heart. And I know it's very close to my guests as well. So welcome to the show, Dr. Julie Möldke.
1: Thank you very much.
0: I'm glad to be here. I'm delighted. You're actually a medical doctor by training, aren't you?
1: Yes, I am a medical
0: doctor by training. But you've decided to take a much more holistic approach to your work. Tell me a little bit about that journey, what prompted you to go down that route?
1: Um, yeah, thank you. I would love to. It's been a, a very interesting journey. Um, and, um, I still do practice medicine as well. I work in the pain clinic in Copenhagen, uh, a couple of times a month. Uh, it's called clinic hostel and there we prescribe medicinal cannabis as well. Um, but, but I must say that the majority of my time is spent working more holistically and, uh, also working, um, a lot with mental health, and so so all this started um, when I was just out of medical school, and um, and I was uh, just thrown into um, the the usual residency, uh, working in hospitals. And I must admit that it was a pretty stressful period. Like first of all, you're a completely new green doctor, and you you're suddenly standing there at like 6 o'clock in the morning and, you know, people with broken arms and legs. And 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 I, I, I kind of got the, the feeling that I didn't really feel that I fitted into the conventional system. Um, and then I worked as a GP for a while, and that really um, made it very clear for me that I wanted to acquire more skills to be able to help people in different ways, um because I uh, as a GP met lots of people with mental health problems, stress and anxiety, uh burnout, um, menopause symptoms, um a lot of these uh, symptoms that that i I actually didn't have that many tools in my toolbox um so i i I just slowly um like started on this journey to 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 get more. Uh, knowledge and more skills to to help people in a more holistic way. Um, so the first, it started with mindfulness, and I was uh, quite amazed by all the science that already was there, like all the clinic, like all the clinical trials, or like at least studies that you could see how much it benefited. And it was the same as, for example, for chronic pain or um, for for some like depression, uh, it, it can be as good as medicine and. I was like um, really realizing that it would be um, a good idea to, to know how these things work to be able to offer that to patients. Um, So, so then uh, after that, I just, it was kind of just like a little snowball that started rolling and I got really interested in plant medicine and especially cannabis medicine. And so I specialized in CBD and medicinal cannabis and I, yeah, that was sort of like where where it all began, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit of a multi um person. I also do retreats at my farm, Sweden, where I am now. So stress retreats, yoga retreats, and yeah, all the, all those things that makes you feel better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so wonderful, and of course, you and I met through a mutual uh, friend who's also taking a very holistic approach, has been on the show, and that was Rebecca Brown and her work in Empowder. But, but one of the areas we obviously talked about and connected over was this holistic approach to menopause. Why do you feel that that is the way to go when we see a world that's often pushing towards HRT and a very medicinal approach, Uh, that's quite different to the biopsychosocial approach? Um, Yeah, I
1: think that's a great question, really. And I think that, of course, uh, the pharmacological uh, approach is also very important for many people. But I just think that you need to start holistically. And so if if that's your starting point, so... That then you can always move into the more you know heavy armory later on but um the thing is that for menopause symptoms for most mental health symptoms in general um uh, it, it is um in, like it's so important that you uh, look at this whole biopsychosocial um Uh, sort of like you know every single patient what what is their initial standpoint where are they and so if you don't sleep well if you if you don't get enough sleep it's going to exacerbate your symptoms if you eat really crappy you're gonna like your mood is going to go up and down and your blood sugar will be be going up and down and you will feel um, like fatigued and tired and and it will really be um, making all the symptoms that you're battling with anyway way worse. So if you don't uh, get your exercise and, 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 uh, and so if you don't take care of your mental health, like all these things are, are going to be able to, I wouldn't say um, necessarily take away all of your symptoms, but it's going to make you way more capable of dealing with it. Uh, it's going to make you way more connected to what's going on with you and this change in your body. And then of course, if you are still experiencing, okay, I still have these hot flashes. It's so, I mean, I can't work. I can't like, I did everything that I could and, and I still can't really manage to get things going. Uh, and, and, and like uh, then then I think, of course you can look at HRT and bioidentical hormones and all that. but mm-hmm. But I would always try to help people holistically first.
0: Yes, and that's sort of like there's a whole camp of people who follow you, but there seems to be a lot of emphasis now on, on HRT. Why do you think that's actually happening so much more now? What What is some of the underlying reasons for that? Um, it's very
1: interesting, um, but I think that it actually it, it depends a little bit on which... Uh, culture and country you're in yeah. um I definitely in the uk where i have also worked a lot with with health and wellness there is um a huge movement towards hrt um, this is not i don't really see this as much in scandinavia so for example in denmark and in sweden we are still more precaution cautious when it comes to using HRT, and especially because of the the earlier studies that we found, where we found like an an, an increased risk of certain cancers, like breast cancer. And so, um, but but in the UK there was there, there was a study and a big uh, review that came out which took away this um, or, or said that this association was actually very minimal or, or hardly existing. And, 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 and then they, they there was uh, just all these incredible benefits suddenly. So it, it just ch- like overnight it suddenly changed. Um, and uh, which is, Uh, like from going in like the past 20 years and recommending people not to use use HRT or, or at least the past 10 years. And suddenly it was so good for your bone health and for your cardiovascular health and, 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 and this, and this, and this, and your mental health. And it was just almost like, you know, estrogen is the solution, you know, just take, get some estrogen. And, and I I mean, I'm not saying that you can't get, um, I mean, definitely, especially with the with the patches where you get a lower concentration of estrogen, you can definitely get some benefits on some um, symptoms. Um, but 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 it is um, I think it has changed because of this study and because it got so much media attention, and then also because it, there's a huge business around it. So like there are all these private clinics um, in, uh, uh, for example, in London. You, you there there are, I don't know how many. Private clinics that are helping people to get the right HRT, and obviously they they all earn quite good money on that. So, um, so I think it's a combination of things. And of course, what what do you
0: think? What do I think? I think that um, I think you're right. It's cultural, and that the more of a quick fix culture you live in, as well, um, then Mm -hmm. that is obviously going to drive you to look for it and if that is available and of course we don't have that level of private medicine here in in scandinavia we are still much more in the public system so that's probably part of it as well going to a private clinic is if you have the money is quite a british american thing to do and and also people want a a band-aid and it's harder of course to go the holistic route because you have to do more of the self-work to get there
1: yeah agreed and i think when it comes to menopause for example working on something like stress levels is going to benefit you so much more than actually taking um uh, just hrt because when you are stressed out um you produce more cortisol and the cortisol is made from the same precursor as our sex hormones so you will get an even further drop in sex hormone, hormones which will during perimenopause and menopause uh, it, it can potentially worsen symptoms and especially the mental health symptoms and so 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 i would say like instead of um spending money on going to private clinics and and, and you know getting lots of uh, hormones which is very difficult to find the right balance and ratio and so I, I think it's way better to 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 get a coach to help you uh, lower your stress levels, or, <laughs> um, or, or spend the money on yoga classes. <laughs>
0: but and I think you're bringing up a really important point in two ways. I think one is women are often very stressed, aren't they, when they reach this time of life? And yes, you're right. I mean, cortisol does a lot of. Um, unhelpful things I'd say in the body uh, at levels that are very high I mean it, it has an effect on our sleep on our weight on our on our sex hormone metabolism it's it's really very very damaging to have high levels isn't it yes it is and I actually because I also
1: work with functional medicine so um, this is uh, also a kind of a new thing in, in Scandinavia, and it's 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 more it's bigger in America. It's coming also in the UK, but this is where you do extensive like um, functional tests, where you can, for example, see the cortisol levels over a day, and you can see your melatonin level, and you can even see your sex hormones. And there, there are of course many different kind of tests, but. There are so many things that that you can sort of like with lifestyle factors work on so so your gut health might be contributing a lot um, to to some of the symptoms uh, that that can come up during menopause um, uh, stress levels of course and um, uh, even like uh, metabol- metabolism, so thyroid problems, and and so um, I would say that all of these factors, if you can, if you if you go in and have a look at um at your blood works and and, and see how these things look looks so you can actually target it very holistically with natural um remedies as well or like herbal medicines and and of course once in a while you just want to go do, do some hrt um and so so I, i'm not like against hrt this is really not my point i just think that it shouldn't be a quick fix to 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 covering up like a, an unhealthy and unbalanced lifestyle
0: no and I, think I was <laughs> listening to an interview with an american functional doctor and she was actually talking about gut health but she happened to be talking about menopause and she said well some people just go through this because their stress levels are under control they've got a very healthy gut um, and they don't feel anything. She was saying, well, actually, I felt very nothing. She said there were a few, maybe a year or two, and I noticed there were changes. But after that, my body just settled down and carried on. And she said a lot of it, as you said, is totally related to this um, imbalances in the other parts of hormones in your body, not managing your stress and, and issues with your thyroid, that, that are causing the issues, that are making it look like it's, it's all menopause, or we're putting it all on menopause, but it's actually a much more complicated picture. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But in terms of stress reduction, I mean, what are some of the things that women can actually begin to do to manage their stress?
1: Yeah, I think that that's a good point. And like when I do my stress reduction protocol, um, uh, I, I of course always see with the individual like where you are at and 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 what 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 do you you need because of course this is also an individual thing. Um, but there are certain things um, that I advise people to do in the first place, which is to 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 if you are in a place in your life where you feel that you are. Uh, feeling excessive stress, then a, a very good thing to start with can be to do um, an, an exercise where you write down your core values. Really. So the basic things that are guiding your choices, this is a bit more like a coaching exercise really, but it's just to kind of find the top three Things that are are guiding you when you make choices. So, where like an example can be uh, family uh, and security or, and uh, stability, or it can be freedom and creativity, and you know. So whatever is guiding you, like make sure that you that you know this, so that when you are making um, like the like choices in your life that you're, you're basing them on your own core values, because this can definitely help uh, reduce stress. Um, That's kind of like a more philosophical uh, like point, but, but then when you come to sort of like implementing good routines, um, one of the most well-documented things that you can do to reduce stress levels and lower cortisol is mindfulness. um, And um, here, I, I I like the mindfulness-based stress reduction course, which is an eight-week course that you can sign up to if you're really stressed. This is by Jon Kabat-Zinn, and I'm sure you can link to it in 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 the um, in, in the text uh, um, that that this is something which can help help you um, learn how to meditate and like learn about mindfulness, and it helps incorporate it. And like the the studies has sort of like looked at brain scans and seen that. For example the um, like fear center in the brain is reduced in size and we become better at like controlling our emotional states and so so that's something that I can really recommend and if you don't want to do a course just 10 minutes in the morning before you start your day should be a really good way I mean before have like those go a, a golden half hour before you start like looking at your phone and your texts and your emails I think that's so um important um to have like some time just when you wake up where you're not stimulated um uh so 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 have a morning routine um with a little meditation and this can of course vary depending on how much time you have um and um and then uh, i think that uh, just having like checking in with yourself during the day so i usually try to give myself if i'm working like on my desk and i can get really absorbed i try to give myself one minute breaks so or two minute breaks every hour so it's really about like being conscious with checking in with your body and your breath and and not sort of like being too long in that focus mode because that is where your stress hormones are are going up so make sure that you that you, that you are able to switch in between um like resting state and more focused states where you where you might have like highest levels of stress hormones
0: I agree these are some
1: of the tips yeah
0: yeah and and as someone who has who's also I'm a mindfulness practitioner too but I mean I did MBSR and I can definitely attest to what you're saying there Julie that it is a very comprehensive way of um helping us to learn to be more aware, more focused, more in touch. And and it does definitely have huge benefits. And I think you said earlier, and I've read also some of the studies that have been done at the Mayo Clinic in the US around the use of mindfulness practices to help women manage. It was particularly hot flashes here, but there have been comparable studies done around the world that definitely say, if we practice simple mindfulness practices, even if it's a mindful breathing practice, we can not remove the problem, but we can certainly reduce the impact that it has on our lives. Yeah. Um, so so i think definitely
1: um those are like some of of my favorite tips to managing um like uh, holistically menopause and and then i would say sleep i actually i should have probably said like sleep on top like for stress reduction for menopause reduction it's just it's crucial and if you do need help, like some people uh, have a hard time falling asleep um, some people tend to wake up especially like the hot flashes can be if if that's what you're dealing with that can be disturbing but even just the stress can make you uh, like have a hard time falling asleep and if that's the case there are like a couple of of good tips for for improving sleep and like one of them is actually a sell, like to meditate before you go to bed that's been shown in studies to help um uh, but another one is like a kind of self self hypnosis, which I find personally is extremely like useful. And it's like we all remember the counting sheep's, but so it's kind of like a version of counting sheep's. But it, it you you count like random two digit numbers, so like uh, for example, 11, 91, 72, and then just continue. And when your mind is drifting back to thoughts you just go back to the counting and somehow this is just complicated enough for the brain to not think and it's uncomplicated enough for you to slowly fall asleep you know it's also really boring so you know it it really really does help this one um, of course there are like certain supplements that can help like um, I have a lot of clients who use CBD obviously that's also my speciality yeah. um, but even like something like lavender essential oils or uh, not to ingest of course but um, chamomile tea um, uh, and and um, and there are like other good ways uh, that you can you can naturally help yourself fall asleep
0: yeah, I love that. And I hadn't heard that self-hypnosis technique. I don't have problems falling asleep, but <laughs> I've no actually I never had that. Waking up in the night, yes, but not falling asleep. But love that. Counting random numbers is good. I usually get people to do breathing exercises, but maybe counting numbers is easier for you if if you're not used to doing breathing exercises.
1: Or you can do a combination of the two, of course. <laughs>
0: course but you obviously we've talked in and out about cbd but that's your specialism tell the listeners a little bit about cbd because many people have heard about it maybe they've tried it but you know as a specialist in this area i'd love to hear you explain a little bit more about what it is uh, and its properties um yeah so um
1: uh, cbd uh, is the short for cannabidiol and um uh, CBD is coming from the cannabis plant and that's probably why it, it got so much attention um, because of course there are many natural supplements and plant supplements out there but um, since it's uh, extracted from the cannabis plant it, it got extra attention um uh, it does not make you high it's not uh, in any way having any uh, potential of abuse and uh, misuse um and and that's why it's in some countries is legal as a food supplement and then in other countries it's uh, it's not and uh, you can use it as a topical but you can't you can sell it as a as, an, as a skin oil but not as a, um, a food for ingestion um in the uk where sorry
0: no, no, yes, <laughs> different laws for different places. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And so, in the UK where I um, uh, also work, it's um, it, it's very popular. Um, of course, it's huge in America, um, and uh, and CBD uh, uh, is is interacting with uh, one of the systems in our body, which was is quite recently discovered. Um, it was only discovered in the nineties. And um, and it's uh, called the endocannabinoid system. Um, and this sounds a little bit, it's a little bit of a difficult word, but it's a lot, you know, it's a neurotransmitter system. Like we have serotonin and we have dopamine and, and uh, it, it, you can say it, it, it's ex- an extremely uh, important system because it's all over the body. I mean, we have um, receptors in all of our tissues. We have tons in our skin. We have lots of receptors in all our internal organs in the brain and the central nervous system. And and so so it's really um, involved uh, this endocannabinoid system in regulating many of, uh, if not all, of our um, like uh, human functions, and especially like rest, sleep, fear processing, um, uh, f- f- um, what's it called, pain perception and reproduction. And so... There are many, um, many functions that are being governed by the endocannabinoid system. And probably the best way to describe like sort of activation of the endocannabinoid system will, will be um, when you are, uh, every, anyone who ever uh, smoked um, a, a joint when uh, <laughs> in their youth or if they still do. And so, so um, the, uh, this uh, will obviously make you feel more hungry, more chilled out. And so um so that's basically uh like what activation of the system it, it 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 gets you into um a a more parasympathetic so a more relaxed state um that's very si- simplified right but um, but cbd works on this system um and um and some of the basic properties of cbd uh, are anti-inflammation and anti-oxidation so of course that's why it's been super popular because of the anti uh, inflammatory anti inflammatory properties yes. um, then um, it works uh, it works a lot very well on anxiety uh, on depression uh, mild depression and it's even been shown to be antipsychotic so it's in very high doses it was used in schizophrenia and it worked uh, as an antipsychotic um and then um it um it also seems to have neuroprotective properties so that means that it can help nerve cells de- um dege- what's it called uh, degenerating nerve cells repair mm-hmm. um and protect them from damage so so um that's why it's a, a, a it's a promising uh, novel treatment for s- certain diseases like multiple sclerosis and alzheimers
0: Wow, it's it's really amazing, and that it can work that well on so many different levels. And of course, women in menopause have a variety of different symptoms that it can help. Am I right? Yeah, Yeah, you
1: are right. And I find that especially uh, the mental health symptoms. So if there's a slight, it's a little bit of anxiety, like for the stress. Um, and, uh, and it, it even seems to be like uh, regulating temperature. So, so I think that some people, some women report to me as well, that it, it helps a little bit with the hot flashes. And then because it also helps with the inflammation, um, it can, um, help sort of reduce the symptoms that you sometimes get of like stiffness and like, you know, joint pain, which is quite common actually. Um, because of the uh, like the lower ratio between estrogen and progesterone, that that you um, can can actually feel like really sort of like sore in your body and like joints and pain, joint um, pain and yeah. So so that's uh, that's another one where it can help.
0: And that's so great because I think a lot of women feel a bit lost when those kinds of symptoms appear, that feel a bit off. After- Arthritic or lower back pain, um, they often are left with very little choices that are non natural um, for that. But if it, CBD is helpful, I mean, that's a great way to naturally manage something that over time may well disappear, if I'm not wrong. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I mean, I actually also I even use it myself for um, during my period because I find that it really, as you say, like those like lower back pains and sort of just the feeling of of, of, of being really tense. It it really helps. And, And that's also what I hear. Of course, this is mostly anecdotal evidence we don't have like big trials looking at this but we do know of course the basic properties and and it's it's well established that it has these properties so it's just of course that we don't know the effective dose and we don't know exactly which delivery method is the best like whether you should use it as a topical as a sublingual yeah there, there are many ifs when it comes to cbd but but there is no doubt that there are already millions of women and also men for for other things that are that are using CBD and are feeling great benefits alongside with a, a healthy lifestyle.
0: Yes, and I think and that's the thing combining this with a healthy lifestyle. But if we do have sleep problems. anxiety obviously severe anxiety is a different thing but mild anxiety which a lot of women have like a generalized anxiety Mm. disorder during um or menopause onset anxiety some joint pains maybe even sleep if we can relax more through having cbd then that sounds to me like a, a wonderful addition to um our our total protocol for managing menopause symptoms yeah
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it can be beneficial in the the protocol, not as a standalone, of course, but uh, together with all the other things.
0: That's wonderful. And, And in terms of that, I mean, people are mainly ingesting it or using it topically or is that just a mixture of usages depending on where you live? Um, I think that the majority, seventy-five percent
1: or seventy percent of people in the UK, at least uh, according to a study that I did with a study population, they they use it as a sublingual. So that means like in an oil, in a in an um, in, in a little oil preparation, where as a tincture or uh, where you put it underneath your tongue, um, and uh, and then it's like a, an MCT, like a coconut oil, basically. Um, uh, mixed with the uh, CBD um, uh I would say uh, there are certain people who are using it as um, like vaginal suppositories or like tampons uh, this is a whole new uh, thing like if you have like locally uh, problems locally uh, it's not something that I have tried yet um, but then of course like if you are dealing with more skin problems or Um, or or even if you're dealing with very bad, like skin problems, you can use it topically. If you're dealing with very bad anxiety, then uh, it it might uh, be um, better with a very quick onset. So for example, um, vaporizing, which of course is like something that as a doctor, I'm a little bit skeptical about, but um, for example, with my pain patients in the clinic, they um, usually vaporize because of this quick onset. And so, of course, you don't get like, it's not like using tobacco, it's just making like flour. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I think that um, the, the most, the, the most um, beneficial way to take it for, uh, for, for the bigger variety of symptoms will be as, uh, as an oil.
0: Yeah, so that that's that sounds to me like people have some choices, but either ingesting it or as an oil seem to be the way forward. How do people know where to source CBD that's coming from a good source or a reputable source? Is there a guide to that?
1: Um, so it depends
0: on uh, where you live, where you're listening
1: from. So um, I would say that if you are living in Europe, you can probably order it online, um, from a trusted source. Um, uh, usually it's going to be, uh, from an English retailer because that's where they have the biggest CBD market. I would usually go for, um, when I buy a CBD oil, I would go for one, which is a so-called broad spectrum of full spectrum, but without THC in it, uh, uh, intoxicating uh cannabinoid and so um so cbd uh, is obviously extracted from the cannabis plant and um and when you extract it you get um all the you, you can get all the other um uh, things in the plant which is why Plants work so brilliantly because they contain all these different ingredients that together can can work on, on and, and benefit the system as a whole. Um, so so a broad spectrum uh, oil means that you have all these ingredients like minor cannabinoids and the, the terpenes that are the essential oils and they are also uh, shown to have um, beneficial effects on 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 certain things like inflammation and uh, sleep. So so therefore. That's um something I recommend, and then I would recommend to order one from a brand where you can find uh, a certificate of analysis so that just means that they have um sent off the content um for uh analysis so that you know exactly what's in the bottle is what is it says on the bottle um there are uh, there are um, many uh, uh different suppliers like I think that a good one can be the LDN uh, CBD or London CBD and they have uh, they have very high control but there there are many uh, good brands out there now.
0: That's great I mean I think that gives people a really good place to start so for the listeners you know you can definitely go online and order from a reputable retailer and be fairly sure that you're going to get a product that you can feel assured about and Julie, if I asked you to sum up the three things, if they were you were listening to my listeners were saying, well, what are the three things I can do to start managing my menopause holistically um, to, starting today? What would those be? Um, so uh, one thing is uh, sleep.
1: Um, and uh, try cbd if you if you have a hard time uh, falling asleep so give yourself those eight hours Um, number two um, is uh, meditation uh, because i think that uh, mindfulness and meditation and stress reduction uh, those are uh, definitely some of the most beneficial things when it comes to reducing symptoms and, and managing symptoms and uh number three I'm gonna say uh, do something that you love because um uh, every day do one thing that you love something that makes you happy and I mean it might be eating a piece of chocolate if that's really it you know I think that we we shouldn't be we should not uh, deny ourselves that, that our the things that we enjoy and so um of course in moderation I think everything is is, is okay and Um, like actually the uh, there is an incredible uh, uh, science that is looking at how our biochemistry is affected by doing things that we like so for example Uh, people who are in choirs and when they sing you can see how all our biomarkers like our endocannabinoids and uh, uh, these endorphins and dopamine all rushes up and we get like this sensation of joy and bliss and so like go out go for a run go for a walk go uh, get a pet do things one thing every day that's going to make you happy
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Julie, thank you. Where can my listeners learn more about the work you do and get in touch with you? Um, so it's very easy uh, to look me up
1: online. Uh, my website is dr. D-R uh, Julie J-U-L-L-I-E, and then Molke, which is a bit difficult, so it's dot ecom um, and uh, and there you can see my work and you can read about the retreats that I do in Sweden um, and you can also book an, uh, and holistic, a holistic consultation if you wish. So, yeah, that's me.
0: That's wonderful. Julie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your knowledge that's both from your medical background and your passion in holistic medicine and CBD. Thank you you're welcome thank you for having me you're welcome well I hope that you really enjoyed that podcast interview and that you were able to walk away with some great tips and ideas that you can implement in your daily life if you've enjoyed this podcast episode don't forget to like subscribe and share to wherever you listen to your podcasts and if you have a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on this podcast reach out to me clarissa at clarissachristiansen.com and let me know and I will try my best to get them on the show until next time when I will have another fabulous guest sharing their stories and their wisdom go well the United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization.
1: Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov/careers/usbp. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8-month CD special or 5.00% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash specials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC.